Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 1st, 2009. And uh, this is going to be part two of our end time current event study for today. And uh, we've already done one part of a health study. And uh, <clears throat> the neck, we're going to switch gears now off the hate crimes, which I really felt like was the most pressing thing to talk about. And we're going to go a little bit into the um, Copenhagen Treaty. Just touch on that, which we talked about that last week as well. And there'll probably be more stuff on that almost by the week. Now, the format that I think I'm really forced to go into at this point, um, because my time is becoming more and more limited, because of all of the breaking current events, whether it be on the swine flu or whether it be on things like the Copenhagen study, the hate crimes laws, I am almost forced to go into a weekly study where we'll be covering end time current events in one and probably health in another. Maybe on a given week we won't have to do one or the other. And maybe I'll be able to then cover another topic. But for right now, there's so many things going on and I'm putting so much time into making getting these newsletters ready and prepared. I'm trying to optimize the time that I'm using on a weekly basis. And for me, if I go into another topic like let's say tattoos or something like that that a lot of people wanted to study on <clears throat> if I go on a topic like that I have to do that and I have to do my newsletters in this way I can consolidate my time and um, I really need to do that because I just don't have enough time anymore so many people emailing me I've had a big response from the D3 and the silver offer and it really wasn't really wasn't my intention you know to, to do that, but it, it happened and a lot of people needed those products, so um, that's that's taken up a lot of time as well, so uh, it boils down to trying to help people is what it boils down to, so um, this is the format I'm going to have you know, unless on a given week I get a break and I can pursue and I've already got several teachings that are already done that I could go into, it's just there's not enough hours in the week um, or there's not enough hours on, on a given day to get into all of this this stuff. So um, normally when I prepare a study, I am preparing all the way up until 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock sometimes on the, on the literally the day before or the night before I'm supposed to give the talk. So um, <clears throat> the next article is entitled Religious Leaders Joined to Battle Climate Change. This is from October 29th. At a meeting today hosted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, um, <clears throat> leaders from Christian, Jerusalem, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, Bahi, John, and Zoroastrian faiths called on the, U on the UK, the United Kingdom, and G20 governments to fight for an ambitious deal to cut greenhouse gas emissions at the UN-led talks in Copenhagen in December. The same place where they were, we talked about Obama potentially signing this treaty where <clears throat> uh, our sovereignty will be totally sold out in America. We will, we will be under global government. Treaties will override the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, any other things that we have. The treaties will, over, that's the nature of a treaty. It will override our current existing form of government. Although not to say that's moving in the right direction either, but this is just a push in the in that direction. <clears throat> and 
And now we've got all of these wonderful faiths, Christian, Jerusalem, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, all of these faiths pressuring the UK and the G20 to fight for ambitious deals to cut greenhouse gas emissions. Why? For global warming, which has been totally disproven regarding on so many levels. I could do a whole study on that. There's literally hundreds of scientists that have come out to refute, to disprove. It's all, you have to understand, if they're pushing an agenda, just assume and know it's a lie. Just know it's a lie. Why? Because they're of their father, the devil, and of his works they will do. He is the father of lies. So if they're trying to shove anything down our throat, know it's based on a lie. They've created it, either they've created the problem if it is a genuine problem, they created it. Or if it's not a problem, they're going to act like it is a problem. <clears throat> Global warming is a classic example of that. But that's what these UN talks in Copenhagen... See, the whole thing about Obama declaring a national health emergency on H1N1. Well, it's such a joke. It's something they created out of thin air, essentially. And we've looked at the statistics, okay, to prove that. It's order out of chaos. They create the problem, then they create the solution. And then out of that comes their ultimate you know, agenda. Going back to this article, a statement issued by groups meeting at Lambeth Place, London, said catastrophic climate change posed a very real threat to the world's poor and to our fragile creation. The leaders said... <clears throat> the. See, the leader said the developed world was primarily responsible for the emissions which caused climate change and urged G20 governments to fight for an agreement which would speedily end global reliance on fossil fuels and keep temperatures to rising from 2 degrees Celsius to avoid the worst impacts in the warming world. Okay. Now, what's ironic is, as far as emissions go, the, and yes, a lot of that has to do with petroleum and coal and things of this nature. Okay, and I'm not saying pollution's a good thing. But they have had technology for decades and decades. Going back to Tesla, where there's ways we can, you know, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to go with free energy, whether you want to go with uh, solar or wind or whatever, there's ways that we could have had cars that were running off water. That's already been done. But see, the problem is, is anytime anyone comes out with one of these inventions, they either buy the guy off or they kill him. That's a proven fact. The petroleum industry will do that every single time. They will not let this technology get out. Because there's so many billions and billions at stake. It's the same for the pharmaceutical industry. And these are the very, very people at the top of the food chain. The, the, the elitists, the globalists, the 13 families of the Illuminati are offshoots of that. And it's about control, power, money, all of the above. So, <clears throat> then it goes on to say, we recognize unequivocally that there is a moral imperative to tackle the causes of global warming. The statement published today said, and said, faith communities have a crucial role to play in pressing for changes in the behavior every level of society and every economic sector. Again, you're going to have probably the 501c3 churches and the megachurches and the TV ministries most likely either standing silent on this issue or supporting it. 
we all have the responsibility to learn how to live and develop sustainably in a world of finite resources. Remember, the word sustainable is always the New World Order buzzword for, you know, taking away your rights, limiting population, depopulating the planet. Not to grieve Mother Gaia. The leaders pledged to reach out to their communities to raise awareness <clears throat> of the real potential for catastrophic climate change and increase public support for a strong deal to cut emissions in Copenhagen. <clears throat> we need the voice of the world's religions in the coming weeks as we approach the Copenhagen summit. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but Copenhagen, they, they make that chewing tobacco, that dip or whatever, they're, they're sponsoring the Copenhagen Treaty. I don't know if you knew that. They're going to have a little can of Copenhagen at every station. Yeah. Sorry, I just made that up. I'm, I don't know what happened. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the uh, I thought that'd be kind of funny, you know, if Copenhagen sponsored it or whatever. Kind of like a PBR rodeo type of event. You know, turn it into that kind of platform. Anyway, uh, let's go further. Important notice for America. America's future regarding the Copenhagen Treaty. Now, this is a some links that you can click on. The draft of the Treaty of Copenhagen to be signed in mid-December 2009 would create an unelected world government with direct power over all financial and trading markets and direct power to intervene over the heads of elected governments in the economic and environmental affairs of all nations that sign the treaty. I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. You know, what's not to like? The world government actually appears in the treaty as the first of three purposes of a huge, new, supranational, bureaucratic entity that will have the power to require wealthier nations to redistribute up to 2% of their annual gross domestic product to third world countries in imagined reparation for imagery climate debt. Because, see, we've... The developed countries have used more of the finite resources that we have so we owe this debt to these third world countries so we have to redistribute our wealth to them like any of them are ever going to see any of it it's just a way that they can try to destroy the middle class in all developed uh, countries and if you're if you have no money if you have no way of taking care of yourself you're much you know you're you're at a much greater disadvantage you know, I'm not saying God can't take care of you. The Lord can't take care of you. I'm not saying that. But for the most part, obviously they were using this as a method of control or potential control. So this goes on to say um, <clears throat> their annual gross product will be um, introduced to the third world countries, 2%. And all of this is just the final scientific proof that CO2 has a tiny and harmless effect is, is uh, the, the proof, the final scientific proof that CO2, carbon dioxide, has a tiny and harmless effect is available. Please read and sign the instrument of repudiation of this treaty. It's a link you can click on. Urge at least five of your friends to sign it and do so, and urge each of them to find five more to sign it. The instrument will be tabled during the Copenhagen Conference this December, so sign now and save America's freedom, democracy, and prosperity. Again, it's the Lord Jesus Christ... Okay, I understand, yes, things are getting worse, but I also know that if we do nothing, if we just sit back and do nothing, and we don't warn anyone else, and we say, oh, it's in God's hands, let go and let God, or whatever. Saw one of those bumper stickers the other day. Yeah, that's in the Bible. Um, basically, if we do nothing, it sends the green light to the powers that be, or whatever you want to call them, the Illuminati, the globalists, the elites, it sends the green light to them that 
the sheeple people are ready to be sheared even further, that we're ready to lie down and do nothing, even more so than we've done, and it gives them the green light to implement their draconian agendas further. So, as a watchman, that's why I put out these things. So let's go further. This is from uh, George Soros. It says, China will lead the New World Order. This is a different article. Billionaire globalist George Soros told the Financial Times during an interview that China will supplant the U.S. as the leader of in the New World Order and that America should not resist the country's decline as the dollar weakens. Living standards drop and a new global currency is introduced. Wow, I mean, this guy really isn't pulling any punches. China will supplant the U.S. Hmm. As the leader of the New World Order. Wow, communist China at the very, very head. And we know how nice it is over there for them to live. You know, and they'll be the leader. <clears throat> and we shouldn't resist as the dollar declines. Living standards drop and new global currencies introduced. We should just be good sheeple people and just keep our mouths shut and do nothing and not resist evil. Asked what Obama should discuss, discuss when he visits China next month, Soros stated this would be the time because I think you really need to bring China into the creation of a new world order, a financial world order. I mean, they're not even mincing words anymore. They're just flat out using it in every... He's using it in about every sentence. Adding that China was a reluctant member of the IMF, which stands for International Monetary Fund, who didn't make enough of a contribution... Soros says, I think you need a new world order that China has to be a part of the process of creating it and they have to buy into it. They have to own it in the same way as the United States owns the current order. Now, I think a lot of this also has to do with what the New Age is referred to as the transitioning from the Piscean Age into the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. This is the new world order. This is the order where the Ascended Masters will arise, like Maitreya. And this is all part of Maitreya's scheme. And we're going to be talking about Maitreya today. He just came out with a new newsletter, and uh, he emailed me personally. We, in fact, we had a phone conversation for a little while. We you know, shot the breeze and... You know, caught up on you know our families and stuff like that. He told me about Satan and you know how you know he loves Satan and stuff. Sorry, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sorry, but anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about Sa- uh, Satan, um, Matreya today, and we're going to talk about his newest newsletter. And I tell you, he's coming. <laughs> they're not pulling any punches in this newsletter either. I mean, it's so flagrant, it's unbelievable. But um, so let's go further here. Uh, Okay, so Soros said there was a flight from currencies across the board and that this is why the price of commodities, notably gold and oil, were generously, generally rising. He also stated that an orderly decline of the dollar was, quote, desirable and that the entire system needed to be reconstituted towards a global currency. Well, again, what is the essence of the coming one world system? Well, a new world order, one world currency, one world political system, one world religious system, okay, one world economy, everything is going to be, you know, it's going to be a global totalitarian control. Antichrist will be at the head. So if we're getting to the point where we're right on the cusp of that, this new world order, it can't be that long before the Antichrist arises. 
And I'm sure all you figured that out. I just figured I'd reiterate it. <clears throat> you need a new current. This is Soros again. You need a new currency system. <clears throat> and actually, the special drawing rights to give you the makings of a system. And I think it's ill-considered on the part of the United States to resist the wider use of special drawing rights, that they could be very useful now when you have a global shortfall of demand. You could actually internationally create currency through special drawing rights. So in this quote, Soros was explaining that this was already in process and that the IMF injected an allocation of special drawing rights, or SDRs, equivalent to $250 billion into the global economy. Wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, Soros also stated that richer countries were already transferring wealth to poorer countries via SDRs with the IMF paying for half percent transaction cost. Soros said the world would have to go through a painful adjustment. He's not going to have to go through a painful adjustment, though. Billionaire George Soros. No, no, but the rest of the world's going to have to. This is why, like I said, if you got a lot of your money tied up in the dollar, you need to get out of that. You either need to put it in uh, food, like storable food, like um, you know, eFoods Direct or the Freeze Dried Guy or whoever you, you chose to go with. You need to have a way to purify water, food. You need to have, you know, there's certain, you need to have possibly your shelter, a place that you could go to in, in um, you know, uh, something like a, uh, a travel trailer where you could actually, or a plot of land that you could actually put that on out of the city. These are things that would be good to have. I understand it's not an option for a lot of people. I'm saying if you could, if God provides you the means to do it. These are things that you should be thinking about. Mild <clears throat> um, silver protein, uh, D3, things like this for your immune system. Um, we've, we've already mentioned a lot of these things. There's a lot of resources that I've put out regarding this as well. Um, so, anyway, these are these are some things that you need to be thinking about doing if you haven't done so, if you have the means, and if the Lord Jesus Christ is convicting you. Okay, so I understand he can protect you no matter what. But the Bible also says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and the simple pass on and are punished. Well, we're for, I'm foreseeing a lot of evil here. This painful adjustment, yeah, that's what George Soros is talking about. Um, then it says, this painful adjustment following the decline of the dollar and the introduction of the global currency. See, the reason he's saying that is because I've seen a lot of statistics saying that once this global currency comes out, you have a dollar, it'll be worth, it would take, let's say, six dollars to equal one dollar. In other words, it'll, a, a dollar um, will only be a one, worth one-sixth of the global currency dollar. If it's even that, what if they devalue it further? What if it's one twentieth? That means if you had twenty thousand in the bank, it's, you got a thousand bucks now. So again, gold and silver. Another thing I didn't mention: gold and silver physically held, not in some bond somewhere, in your physical possession, will always have intrinsic wealth, no matter what. And again, if you're if we go to, in this transitional period, some type of barter system when things have fallen apart. Let's say martial law, false flag nuke, whatever happens. The dollar devalues. Okay, No global currency has been introduced at this point because it's part of this painful transition problem. You want to make sure the gold and silver is split up in such a way where it's not just all one ounce round gold coins. How are you going to use that to buy groceries? 
even if even if gold went up to five thousand an ounce, how are you going to use that? How are you going to use that to barter? Have some of your money in silver and some of your money in things like um, pre nineteen like nineteen sixty four and pre dimes and in, in, in half dollars and quarters that they've got a ninety percent silver content. But you can use those in a bartering method much easier then you can use something like a gold coin, a one-ounce gold coin. Now, there's also, like, I think half-ounce and possibly quarter-ounce gold coins, things of this nature, which are good, too. Okay, But I don't think you should have all your eggs in one denominational basket. I just think it's wisdom to have it split. So, anyway, let's go further. Uh, Soros predicted that China would become the new engine of the global economy. Replacing the U.S., and this would slow economic growth and reduce living standards. Soros characterized the U.S. as a drag on the global economy because of the declining dollar. He's got a, you can watch this video where he says all this stuff at the link that I provide you here. Next article, we're going to talk a little bit about Maitreya, or I like to refer to him as Devil Betraya. Uh, this is entitled Deception Alert, the Maitreya's article for Share International Magazine, October 2009. <clears throat> Just came out. This article is channeled through Benjamin Krem on September 5th, 2009. It channeled Maitreya channeling through Benjamin Krem. Okay, his Pied Piper, false John the Baptist since for like, you know, 30 years plus. So, here's how it starts. This is from Maitreya. This is right from the horse's mouth. One day in the winter... Of 1875, Helena Petrova Blavatsky, one of the founders of the Theosophical Society, made a vow to spread by every means in her power the teachings which she had received from several ascended masters of the Himalayan Lodge of the spiritual hierarchy of our planet. Now, these are the same ones that are still here today, Maitreya kind of being at least the head mouthpiece for them. They're the same ones that are here that are supposedly waiting in the wings and just waiting for the right time to make their appearance to humanity. And we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> True to her vow, she set to work to inform the world of these teachings. Her books, The Secret Doctrine, Isis Unveiled, and The Key to Theosophy are testimony to her will in the face of great physical illness. These seminal works have informed and inspired many thousands of truth seekers over the years and, and continue to do so. Well, again, just you know, just please understand these are just lies we're talking about here. But they're this is the main person, Alice Bailey and her, these high level Luciferian worshipping witches, Madame Blavatsky, Annie Bassan. Alice Bailey, these are the main people that Krem and Maitreya point us to as far as additional reading. This is basically Satan worship. Okay, This is the essence of the coming one world religion. Witchcraft, Luciferianism, Satan worship. All the world religions will be amalgamated into one, and the essence of that amalgamation will be witchcraft. The essence of the New Age is witchcraft. The essence of most religions at their highest levels is witchcraft. Hinduism, Buddhism, Catholicism, it's witchcraft. If you look at it, Babylonian mystery religions repackaged the, the uh, Freemasons. 
<clears throat> the general reception of these precious insights was altogether different. Seldom have the work and gifts of a great initiate been so denigrated and ridiculed. This is, so he's defending, we've got Betraya defending Blavatsky. <clears throat> Especially by the religious and scientific communities of the day. Even now, after 135 or so years, Blavatsky is regularly dismissed as a charlatan. A spiritual medium. Well, she was! She channeled these devils through her. To a certain extent, she was a witch. Uh, and then also she's called a dishonest faker. So vehemently and so worldwide was this condemnation that much of the negativity still clings to her name and to theosophy itself. Madame Blavatsky, listen to this, you're, gonna, you're not going to love this, but Madame Blavatsky, I've never heard this before, was a fourth degree initiate, almost a master, equal in level to the disciple Jesus. and close to that of the great Leonardo da Vinci. Which is where we get all the Dan Brown stuff. Leonardo da Vinci paintings. Did, do you... I've never heard them say this before. I know they've said Maitreya was greater than Jesus and that Maitreya was the spirit that overshadowed Jesus. They call him Master Jesus overshadowed him in his life and is what enabled him in his last three and a half years of his ministry to do all of the miracles and to ascend and do all the things that he did. And we've just got it all distorted in our King James Bibles. We've got it all wrong. As though the devil's going to give us the true story. But now they've gone so far as to say Madame Blavatsky, who was a fourth degree initiate, is equal in level and in power and in whatever deity to Jesus, who they who they call disciple Jesus. Why do they call him disciple Jesus? Because they say Jesus Christ was a disciple of Maitreya. Maitreya is his leader, his head. Man, I'll tell you, if that don't get you righteous and indignant, I don't know what will. This is the blasphemy that we're talking about here. Now, another the thing they, uh, the names they refer to this ascended master Jesus is <clears throat> Sananda Emmanuel, Master Jesus, Disciple Jesus. Rarely do they call him the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't, I don't think they ever call him that. They say we've got that all messed up. We've just distorted it. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's where they're saying. Now, they also say that when Maitreya comes back, he is going to uh, once Maitreya makes his big day of declaration, we're going to talk about that in a second. Once things are established, then he will bring back with him this Sananda Emmanuel, Master Jesus, and that he will take over the head of the Catholic Church, under which all religions will be united. The one world religion of Antichrist. Why? How are they going to do it? How are they going to pull it off? Well, with witchcraft, with all lying signs and wonders and powers and miracles, as the Bible clearly predicts. That's how the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to, go, are going to deceive the whole world. How? Through all lying signs, wonders, powers, and miracles. That's how they're going to do it, because people are so sensual and so carnally minded and so seeking after a sign or a miracle, but Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. 
We're not supposed to base our lives seeking after signs. We're supposed to be content with the word of God, the finished work of God in the King James Bible. And not having to go here and there and everywhere to the ends of the world seeking different miracles. We're going to talk about that in a second. Or soon. So yeah, I, I didn't know they, they were going to come out and say this. Matt Blavatsky is on the same level as Disciple Jesus. Um, and almost to that of the great Leonardo da Vinci. So they're implying that Leonardo da Vinci was higher than Jesus Christ. How is it possible, now back to the article, how is it possible that such a distinguished toiler for good, this is Blavatsky, this, this woman was pure, walking, satanic evil. And they call her a toiler for good. But the Bible says, woe to them to call evil good and good evil. And put light for dark and darkness for light. And sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. This is what we get when you're dealing with the devil. Always, you know, whatever he's saying, it's going to be a lie. Or, or, a, or a twisting of the truth at bare minimum. So how could this toiler for good be so maligned? Jesus himself is a prime example of how ignorance and fear can dominate the perceptions of men. Even while overshadowed by Maitreya, the Christ, during his three and a half year uh, period of miracles, Jesus was made to suffer from these twin attributes of thoughtless men. Going further, today the world is grappling with many problems and predictably schisms have arisen in assessing these problems and in overcoming them. Men and women everywhere have different qualities of mind and brain, of openness and otherwise to ideas new and unfamiliar. They also stand at different points on a ladder of evolution. Ah, we have to bring in evolution. Sure we do. And from near the bottom of the ladder, the work and insights of many of those above them mean little or not. In other words, see us stupid Christians, we're at the bottom of the evolutionary ladder and rung. And that's why ultimately we're going to have to be have to be eliminated. You know why? Because we're the most backwards in our thinking. We're the most diametrically opposed to the new world order. We're mo- we're the most diametrically opposed to this garbage that I'm talking about today here. This blasphemy that I'm talking about today. True, I am the most diametrically opposed as a Christian to this blasphemy. Hitler was the same way. Hitler was a disciple of Madame Blavatsky. She is a big reason that he commenced the genocide against the Jews and against what he perceived as inferior races that didn't have pure Aryan blood. That's a fact. And we'll we'll talk about that in a second too. Oh, man. So, we, we can't, uh, uh, because of our step on the evolutionary ladder, we can't comprehend those above us. And then it goes on to say, thus it has always been. From now on, however, this age-old problem will be ameliorated to, benefit, to the benefit of all. The presence of Maitreya and a growing number of his group of masters, and again, one of those masters is, and one of the chief ones he will come back with first, is Sananda Manuel, this master imposter, false Jesus. But guess what? He looks exactly like all the portrayals of the Catholic Church. All of those pictures you see of Jesus, the long-haired hippie version, Jesus, whereas the Bible says, doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth us that it is a shame for a man to have long hair? This real handsome Jesus that we see with long hair? That's not what Jesus Christ looked like. Who gave that to us? The Catholic Church. But see, everybody's conditioned to believe that's him. He's going to come back. He's probably going to have, um, you know, the nail prints and his hands and his feet. 
the scars. I've heard theories where they say he's not going to, and then I've heard ones where they say he is going to. But how impressive would that be? Yes, I'm the real deal. Look, I've got the scars to prove it. I look just like the Catholic pictures. I mean, he's got to come back looking like that if he's going to be the head of the Catholic Church. That's what they're saying, not what I'm saying. That's what they're saying. I've done probably over 20 teachings on Maitreya. All you have to do is go to the keyword search box on my homepage, sermonaudio.com, forward slash Dr. Scott Johnson, Dr. Scott Johnson, and key in Maitreya, part of the word, M-A-T, is all it will take. And you'll see all the teachings if you want to get up to speed on him. I would advise you to go there. Plus, there's Word documents or PDF documents of documentation with every single teaching to verify what I'm saying. This isn't my opinion. This is what they're saying. This is what the United Nations is saying. This is what Lucius Trust is saying. This is who the most high-level theosophists, the most high-level occultists, the most high-level witches and mediums upon which many of the modern-day heresies are based upon. All the stuff with Oprah. The who she pushes. So much of what I'm talking about is rooted in Madame Blavatsky, H.P. Blavatsky, the starter, the founder of the Theosophical Society, Alice Bailey, Annie Besson. So much of that, Maitreya is rooted in it. Going further, <clears throat> from now on, however, this age-old problem will be ameliorated to the benefit of all the president, presence of Maitreya and a growing number of his masters will bring humanity a great leavening. That's really weird they use that word. They're going to bring humanity a great leavening? That's very true. The Bible says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. Did he like, I don't know, did like Maitreya have like a little mental misstep here? When, when this word got put in here, did it get mistranslated or something? Leavening? Yeah, that's what the word says. Yes, they will be a great leavening. And it already is starting to be a great leavening. This false doctrine, this false gospel that Maitreya is bringing will take billions to hell. Now, I understand those billions are pretty much on their way to hell right now. But this is going to be putting them over the edge. There's going to be so much deception, lying signs and wonders, so much fear of man to motivate people to boot. And he's going to come across like the knight in shining armor and save everybody. He's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to fix everything. But the price to pay is hell in the lake of fire. If you follow him. Much of the simple, simpler levels of the ageless wisdom teachings will be placed before the world as a whole, drawing more and more the general public into theosophy and its teachings. Huh, I wonder, is that like the Copenhagen Treaty? I mean, what is, what is their, what is their um, goal here? The goal is these levels of ageless wisdom teachings, these teachings from these devil-ascended masters, will be placed before the world as a whole, drawing more and more the general public into theosophy and its teachings. It's like the Copenhagen Treaty. It reminds me of this. This whole, we need to all get on the same page. We need to have this global government. We need to, you know, not grieve Mother Gaia. We need to reduce CO2 so Mother Gaia is not grieved. It reminds me of that. 
This will help to prepare the large numbers to stand before the initiator, I believe Maitreya, and to enter consciously into the light, the light of Lucifer, the light bearer. That's what his name means, Lucifer, light bearer. When he was good, the Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covereth. But when he fell, he became Satan. But he still tries to, you know, portray the same attributes as the light bearer. In this way, many men and women taking advantage of this new situation will prosper greatly on their journey of evolution. See, we got to still maintain that we evolved from a rock. Or at bare minimum, that the aliens came here, these ascended masters came here, whatever, millions and billions of years ago. And uh, they seeded the planet with humanity because we're their the little science project. This is called the ancient astronaut theory. This is what is portrayed in channelings, in UFO abductions, in the Hollywood movies, Mission to Mars being one of the greatest examples. Last scene of Mission to Mars. Just go on YouTube, you'll see it. This is the propaganda that's been shoved down our throat. That, that these aliens or these alien life forms and or ascended masters, whatever you want to call them, came to our planet, seeded the planet, and now we've evolved into what we are. And we've messed things up so bad that they're going to have to come back and fix everything. What do you think the V series is that's debuting in two days from now? Tuesday on ABC. What do you think the V series is about? Same thing. Of course, I think what they have to do, though, is they have to, a certain extent, show their hand. It's, it's a tenant of the Kabbalah, it's a tenant of Luciferianism, where you show your victims prior to their demise, you show them how they're going to be deceived, and you show them how they're going to be destroyed. And the V-Series is a great example of that, because these aliens come as these knights in shining armor to save the world. How do they come? Through miracles, healings, lying signs and wonders, they got their big spaceship. And yet, inwardly, they're ravening wolves. Inwardly, they're here for our destruction. And that's exactly the same agenda as whether you want to call them a set of masters, aliens, whatever. That's the same scenario. They're warning us ahead of time. So at least they can say, you were warned. You were warned. And again, this whole thing with Maitreya, Benjamin Krem was on um, George Norrie not too long ago. And it was the only interview George Norrie has ever had to stop out of 5,000 plus interviews because he became so overwhelmingly, I guess, sickened. I don't think so much by the information, but just by this feeling he was getting that he had to stop the interview. This is the level of witchcraft Benjamin Krem and Maitreya are operating at. They're going to be the greatest, Maitreya is going to be the greatest sorcerer the world's ever known. If he's the Antichrist. I'm not saying, I'm not being dogmatic, but I'm, I know he's going to have some part in the coming end-time delusion, he's going to be a master sorcerer. George Norrie had to stop the interview. But what Maitreya is saying is that there's these starships around the world, four of them to be exact, and they're posing as these stars. But the thing is, is these stars move, and they pulsate, and they, and they appear different, and they have different colors. And what we're seeing is the bottom of these four starships. And these star signs are going to become more and more prevalent until Maitreya actually makes his big debut called the Day of Declaration, which we will be talking about in a, soon. Okay, another lighthearted, whimsical teaching we're doing here. Let's see here. In this way, many men and women taking advantage of this new situation will prosper greatly on their journey of evolution when Maitreya steps forward and the process will begin. 
See, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. We're going to be finally leaving the age of Pisces that was dominated by the disciple Jesus, they, they call him. Now we're moving into the age of Maitreya, the age of Aquarius. More and more as they respond to him, they will find growing within themselves an appetite for truth and a longing for wisdom and light. And again, it's all the lies. It's, it's an appetite for lying signs and wonders and an appetite to be deceived. The Day of Declaration, A Heartfelt Truth by Benjamin Krem. This was an excerpt from his talk on August 2nd. He gave the following discourse on this Day of Declaration. The Christ, or Maitreya, will point to the need of the world to see itself as one. We are one world. We must make our one world with a war with war, a thing of the past. Then the masters can help us. Then, these ascended masters, then they can show us the way to build the most wonderful civilization the earth has ever seen. Right. The coming civilization will be created by humanity, inspired and guided and led by the masters. We will have these men without fault living among us. So these ascended masters are without fault. I mean, blasphemous, total lies. Most likely what these ascended masters are are fallen angels disguised. I don't think they're just garden variety demons, okay? They are fallen angels most likely in disguise is what we're talking about here. And it's really weird because one of the main ones, Hanton, who calls himself creator god of the universe. Now, I know I haven't talked about Hanton very much. I've talked more about their mouthpiece, Maitreya. And there's a lot of theories out there on who will be the dominant one when the comes down and I don't know, I don't exactly know what way it's going to all play out, but this Hanton one calls himself creator god of the universe. And he has outwardly identified himself in his natural form as a large gray alien. Not the small little one, the drone ones, but a large gray alien. That's what he says he is in his normal form. So could you imagine if these things came and then eventually they shapeshift? And they say, listen, we've always been among you, and you are a little science project, and we've just kind of taken on human form in order to kind of appease you because we knew it would be too much of a shock. What are the V on TV? Well, they're reptilians. What was Satan? A serpent? That's how he was portrayed in the Garden of Eden. Huh, isn't that weird? They're portrayed as serpents and dragons, and we have Leviathan in the Bible, and they're always portrayed, they're all reptilians, and they're always portrayed on the level of the most severe and highest order of evil. And that's how the V's are. They come in human form, but they're not that at all. They're of their father, the devil. Why do you think, I mean, Jesus said, it's kind of funny, he said the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he called them, what do you call them? Serpents and vipers. Reptiles. Isn't that weird? Huh. I don't know. I think the truth is probably stranger than fiction. I'm not going to be dogmatic about anything. I'm just throwing out a little food for thought there. So let's go further. I know this is getting more lighthearted as the, as the teaching progresses, but okay, let's, let's go further. Uh, he says, um, um, okay. He says, we will have these men without fault living among us. Maitreya is a man like us, without any fault whatsoever. How can he say that? He said Maitreya is like hundreds and hundreds of years old or thousands of years old. He's lived in some light body up in the Himalayas. And then he took on human form and he came down and he lives in this London suburb or whatever. How can he say he's a man like us without any fault whatsoever? 
then he goes on to say, he knows only total altruistic love. He uses all of his extraordinary intelligence, wisdom, and love to help humanity for... Boy, he's doing a great job. Doing a great job helping humanity. Um, to shield us and protect us. Now remember, I just talked about Psalm 91 at the start of the other study. See, the Lord is our shield. The Lord Jesus Christ is our shield, our protector, our buckler, our hope, our strong tower. Not devil betraya. When Maitreya says, I am your shield, he means it absolutely concretely. And again, notice the impostering, notice the usurping of God's authority, of what only God could be. He uses the same words even the Bible uses. This blasphemous devil. The masters and above all Maitreya are our shield. More lies from the pit of hell. Shielding us from suffering. Oh boy, they're doing a great job at that. And I am in from too great an evil in the world which would submerge humanity. Here he is to present us an image of perfection we can aspire to. Oh, my word. Oh, sickening. Maitreya has been given to the world all signs. Okay, so here's the signs that Maitreya is taking credit for. Now, understand, every major line, sign, and wonder going on on the planet, including all of the Catholic miracles including all the Hindu miracles, including all the miracles from different religions, Maitreya takes credit for all of them. The charged waters of, at Lourdes and, and the apparitions that appear and all the things that are going on, Maitreya takes direct credit. In fact, he's got a whole section on his website devoted to miracles because he knows that's the primary way he's going to deceive the world. I don't care if they're Catholic, I don't care if they're Buddhist, I don't care if they're Zoroastrian. He takes credit for every of them, all of them. Okay? Betray is given to the world all the signs. The milk miracle. Statues which move and open their eyes. That milk miracle was where these little Hindu statues supposedly consume milk when you put a spoon up to I mean, how stupid. But anyway, statues which move and open their eyes. Oh, that's not too creepy. Um, paintings which weep real tears. And a lot of times they, they weep tears of blood. Ugh. And they've got these Catholic ones that ooze this nasty-smelling oil. It's like they're so gross. Even the miracles are disgusting. It's like, ugh. And they take this, this nasty oil that oozes from these paintings, these Catholics, and they rub it all over them. Ugh. And they probably sell the stuff. I don't know. It's so disgusting. Anyway, I was just... Uh, um, and then he goes on, uh, these are signs that something tremendous is happening. Whatever. Then it goes on, there are thousands of miracles all over the world, so that Time magazine devoted an eight-page spread to it in April of 1995. Um, something extraordinary is happening in the world, it said, that something is the reappearance of the Christ and the masters of wisdom in the world as our elder brothers. See, there are elder space brothers. And we just need to evolve into the next, and they're here to help our evolution. They're here to help our evolutionary leap into the age of Aquarius. That's what they're saying. Now, it, it, along those lines, we just saw this this week too. Thousands gather as Virgin Mary is set to make a major statement at the Nock Shrine. Okay? Actually, she tells knock-knock jokes the whole time. It's so funny. It's a really weird apparition. She goes, knock-knock, who's there? And, I don't know. That's why it's at the Nock Shrine. Sorry, I had to lighten it up a little. Anyway, thousands of Irish people claim to have witnessed apparitions of the Virgin Mary in the skies over the Nock Shrine in Comeo. 
About 5,000 people gathered at the Catholic Shrine earlier this month amid a Dublin-based clairvoyant, so a Dublin-based witch, essentially, a clairvoyant, predictions that an apparition would appear on October 11th. They reported that they could see the images of the Virgin Mary shimmering in the sky as the sun danced nearby. Another apparition has been predicted by the same clairvoyant, Joe Coleman, for the week for this weekend, and several thousand people are expected to make the pilgrimage to Knock. Again, that was uh, well, that was on October 11th. I don't have any more updates on that. But again, Matreya, you have to understand, Matreya is taking credit for all of this. Now, there's a video you could go watch on the internet, or if you key in the word part of the word Catholic in the keyword search box on my homepage. On some of the teachings, I have my whole Catholic expose. Or you can go up to the internet and key in messages from heaven in quotes. And you can watch this video. I'm pretty sure you can see it online. There's places you can watch it. And it goes through all these apparitions. And what it does is it says what these apparitions are saying from this Mary, this devil deception Mary, if she's truly of God, why isn't she quoting scripture? Why isn't she pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ? Why isn't she biblically correct? Why is she pointing people to herself as the co-redemptrix? The Bible says there is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Not Mary. Not Mary. Okay? And she's saying you got to go through me in order to get to Jesus. In fact, now I'm the co-redemptrix. you got to go through me and Jesus to get saved in the Catholic Church, obviously. It's just a lie from the pit of hell. So, um, anyway, I've got the article to click on if you want to see that. So now, going back to Benjamin Krem's drivel. Very soon now, Maitreya will appear on television in this country, the United States, and later in Japan, and then around the world, and speak very simply so that everyone can understand him. He's going to have a little Crayola board and use Crayolas. He's going to speak very simply. Okay, it's going to be like a romper room type setting. I'll say anyway. Um, the, he's going to speak simply so that everyone can understand him. When, when Matreya talks to you, you'll know it's true. He speaks directly to you from the hip. I mean, I'm sorry, the heart, uh, heart to heart, and the energy which comes from being the embodiment of love awakens that love in your heart, and you believe what he says because you know it is true. Wow, I'm sold hook, line, and sinker. Where do I sign up? Whereas the the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9. That's the embodiment of Maitreya. He's going to deceive your heart. Through lying signs, wonders, and miracles is will be the primary way he makes his... And then he's going to actually telepathically communicate with you on a subliminal level. That's what they say. When enough people are responding to Maitreya in his way, he will be asked to come on television and speak to the whole world. Maybe he'll do like a little puppet, hand puppet show? I don't know. Anyway, now known to many as the Christ. Many will see him and think, quote, I'm sure that this man Krem has been talking, this is the man Krem has been talking about. The television networks will be linked together for this event and all eyes will see him as it says in the Bible. Oh. So that's how he's going to fulfill all eyes will see him when Christ comes back. Yeah. What a lie from the pit of hell. The problem is, is um, all eyes are going to see him what? Via the networks? Via the TV? Yeah, that really fulfills biblical prophecy. What about the people in the jungles that don't have a TV? 
well, we don't want to talk about them. So anyway, then it says, you will see his face, you will feel that energy, you will say, only Christ could fill my heart with that love. Oh man, is this going to be a deception or what? I mean, unreal. Maitreya, this is another totally blasphemous statement, Maitreya is omniscient, meaning all-knowing, and omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at the same time. No, he's not. He's a liar from the pit of hell. Satan is not even omniscient and omnipresent. Okay, He can only be at one place at one time. Maitreya is under him, and he can only be the same way as well. None of these people can be omniscient and omnipresent. Only those attributes are attributed, are attributed to Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Though They're the only ones that possess those attributes. An, and omnipotent, meaning all-powerful as well. But he says Maitreya is omniscient and omnipresent. And one day all adult people in the world will hear his voice inwardly. He will, for 25 minutes or so, create this liaison, this telepathic rapport between him and us. And you will know what you're hearing is the truth. And uh, imagine this. This stuff starts to go... Imagine this comes at the heel of all of calamity. You know, the dollars collapse, there's been false flag nuclear events, swine flu, World War III, and then out of the ashes... You're so desperate. Then out of the ashes of that comes Devil Betraya and the gang, the Ascended Masters. And they come and you hear them telepathically in your head. And you got these big, gigantic starships up in the sky. And you're seeing them and all of this. And you're totally overwhelmed sense with your sensor. And then you hear the stuff in your head. Can you see how they're going to deceive the whole world? They're going to pull this off in one way, shape, or form. God, remember, God is letting them do this, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The, the Bible says, after essentially at the same time the Antichrist arises, that God will send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth. So you better embrace the love of the truth, the word of God now, because if you wait, you'll get swept up in this, and, you'll, and there'll be no hope unless the Lord intervenes in your life. One of the masters has said, people everywhere will become like little children, full of trust, full of love, full of goodness. Oh, right. This evil, wicked planet that we live on, particularly in America, and all of a sudden, we're just going to become like little children, full of love, full of goodness, full of hope. Ugh. Come on. Full of aspiration with all that they have lost since growing up, before they became hardened, they became commercialized, made rigid, fearful, untrusting, only half a man or half a woman. But as children, they will feel this is true. I am only part of the whole world. They will feel connected to one another as they never have before. Not since they were children. We are one. It reminds me of that song that Michael Jackson and all those debauched uh, rock stars sang. We are the world. We are the one. We are the children. Remember that one? Yeah, it's going to be like that, evidently. Okay, there is only one humanity under the one God, and we share that humanity. Maitreya will show us how old we are. I thought I knew how old I was, but I guess he's going to show me. And then it says, for how long we have evolved. Good. I mean, I want to know when I went from a monkey to a human. I kind of want to know when I went from that uh, three-toed sloth into a yak. I, I want to know when I made that evolutionary leap, and then from the yak to the ape, and then from the ape to me. I also kind of want to know when I went from a rock to primordial slime to a two-celled amoeba into some amphibian-like creature into the three-toed sloth. 
I don't know. It's just me. Yeah, and Taylor said it's into the alligator. Well, you know, I just, I kind of want to know. Maybe he'll have that... Maybe he'll have that uh, nailed down for me. So any along, how we've evolved and from what height we have fallen to this base materiality of today when commercial... When we fell, it was in the Garden of Eden. That's the height from whence we fell. Okay? And the world's been tainted by sin ever since. And then it goes on to say, the base mentality of when commercialization through market forces is squeezing the lifeblood out of humanity. Matreya will also show humanity glimpses of the coming civilization. What, like the Venus Project? Like the zeitgeist kind of talks about? Yeah, that, the Venus Project. I was out there the other day, in Venus, Florida. They've got their own little little kind of mock uh, setup of this Venus Project, and it's in Venus, Florida. And it's very, very hard to find, and it's out in the middle of nowhere, and it's within one mile of a totally fully nude gay camp called Camp Mars. they got the gay flag flying the whole thing. I go there. I'll make special trips just to go through there. I'll go to their gates and I pray right in front of their... Um, I park my car off to the side and I'll block in the road, but I pray there against that wickedness. And I will say this. The first time I ever went to the Venus Project um, within less than one month after I had went there and prayed, it was up for sale. It was really weird. I don't know if it was a coincidence, but I've seen how the Lord can shut things down when you actually literally go on site and pray. And if you don't believe that, listen to my teaching on my supernatural experiences. Just key in supernatural and keyword search box and sermon audio on my homepage and you'll find it. Uh, anyway, I'm not saying that to say I'm Mr. Whatever, super Christian. I'm just saying I've seen the Lord do some pretty amazing things. Um, and the Venus Project has been up for sale. It's like they only want 725000 for like the whole complex. A lot of acres, a lot of different buildings, and now, if you go and you want to take a tour, I just went up to their site the other day. It's like 200 bucks per person to take a tour of this place. Because I called them, and I left a message. I emailed them, and I said, hey, I want to take a tour. I want to come out there. I want to meet this Jacques whatever guy. And they never called me back. Maybe he sensed in the spirit I wasn't one of them. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I was out there again the other day. It's beautiful where it's at. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous, I have to admit. But um, the, this coming civilization of beautiful cities we shall have, the type of architecture now being planned by the masters to be given to the world. Well, that's after we've been depopulated by, you know, let's say 95%, you know, mass genocide and annihilation. But hey, we'll have nice cities. It'll be a utopia. While this is going on, there will be hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings. Ah, the line signs and wonders. Exactly what the V is presenting, this V series. Oh, I got healed. The guy gets out of the wheelchair. And then the Catholic priest said, I don't know, uh, Mr. Other Priest, uh, the world really needs a Savior right now. I think the world would welcome a Savior. Oh, really? So this is the kind of Savior you're looking for in the Catholic Church? Huh, isn't that weird? By telepathic rapport and the overshadowing of the minds and hearts of people everywhere, by the outflow of the Christ principle, and the energy of love, and by miraculous healings, you will know that one, that one which is Christ. On the day of declaration, you will know with absolute certainty that the time of doubt is over. This is the time in which Christ takes his place outwardly as the head of the hierarchy. As the eldest of all the space brothers of humanity, I put the space in there, but hey, that's what they're saying, to stand before us and to take forward the kingdom which he is head. 
Now, they're saying, Benjamin Krems flat out saying, Maitreya is the head of this kingdom. The spiritual kingdom, which is daily is growing out of the human kingdom, as a man or a woman here or there takes initiation and gradually evolves toward the light. Now, let's. Um, I'm going to read you some other quotes, which kind of uh, will shed some more light on what we on the blasphemy that we just talked about here. Now, let me see here. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not going to be able to finish this all in this teaching, so I'm going to go ahead and go to part. Three of this current event Bible, end time Bible study, and we'll finish it out from there.